Hello, hello, and welcome to or welcome back to the Vibe Hive. It's me, Cheyenne, and in this episode, I'm going to be talking about life during college, my first year experience. It has been a minute <laughs> since I have uploaded an episode. There's been so much going on in my life, and you know, originally I expected this episode to already be out. I expected to start season two right now, but hey, things happen. I guess the universe just had a different plan set for me, so I'm not going to complain too much. (laughs) But can you all believe that this is the last episode of season one, episode 10? It's so crazy to think that months ago, I published my first episode, Life After High School, and here I am, months later, finishing my first year of college, starting my summer classes into my second year of college, recording Life during college I can't process it it's so much for my it's so much for my brain to process like it's crazy but here we are this is life during college and in this episode I'm going to be talking about academics mental struggles personal growth and advice from a special guest to Shonda as you all know I did not go to a four-year university I'm at my community college and I plan to transfer. So some of the stuff that I'm talking about in this episode, such as getting adjusted to college, how hard it is, you know, moving to a new town or to a new city and being around different people from personal growth to, you know, making friends, just all of that. There's so much that I want to talk about in this episode, and I can't touch on everything because I simply just don't have that experience. So that's why Tashana is going to be on the episode today. Before I get into any of that, though, I just want to say thank you all so much for tuning in, for the love, and just for being patient with me. So much is going on in life, not just my life, but in everyone's lives, in just the world. There's so much changing in America. There's so much changing as far as, like, legislation on certain stuff. You're having these mass shootings going on. There's just so much happening. So within all of that, I'm just very glad (laughs) and excited that my little corner of society the vibe hive is a place where i can express myself and a place where other people can feel heard that means the entire world to me it really does but enough of all that talking we're going to get into episode 10 life during college so at the time of this recording it has been a year and about almost a month since I graduated high school and let me just say one of the hardest things that one of the hardest parts about transferring from high school to college was forgetting how hard it was actually attending an in-person class so my class the class of 2021 we were almost virtual for like two years you know like Half of our junior year was cut off, and then we had our entire senior year be done remotely. And I think just the change of going from in-person classes and a certain way of learning for like 10, almost 11 years to just getting thrown into virtual learning and remote learning, that already was a huge shift. It was a cultural shift. Like, I promise you, it was such a shift trying to understand, like, how do you even navigate these platforms? How do you navigate Google Classroom? How do you navigate, you know, Microsoft Word and and all this stuff? How do I 
when am I supposed to do my work? <laughs> you feel me? What time am I supposed to do this? I'm home all the time. How am I supposed to wake up and sit in my room and go to class and pay attention when I have the washing machine going? I got the dog barking. If you got little siblings, you got your siblings crying. There was just so much going on like all at one time. So trying to figure that out was a challenge in and of itself. And then once, you know, senior year passed and some of us got acclimated to online learning some of us never got comfortable with online learning me kind of being in between the two now you're telling me that we have to go to college you're telling me that after all that we have to go to college what (laughs) like it just didn't make sense to me and the transition from high school to college was so hard because we were so accustomed to just being in the house not being able to do anything for like almost two years and then just going from that to okay now you have to be social you have to talk to people you have to sit inside of a classroom you have to pay attention to a real life professor and then if you moved away from like your home you have to focus on you know your dorm getting everything together moving into a whole new place that you've you've probably never moved anywhere in your life but if you have then you know it's probably a little bit different from moving that's not the point (laughs) but you know what I'm trying to say like there was so like it was just so much going on so I think that just to start off this entire episode I I 100% wanted to start off with how hard it was for at least the class of 2021 to go from high school to college now I know the class of 2020 is gonna be like well we had it the hardest because we didn't have a graduation or a prom. And it's like, yes, it's sad. But why is it that every single graduation or prom season, y'all have to bring it up? Every single time it doesn't fail. We are going to be, it's going to be 15 years later. And we're still going to hear about the class of 2020 and how they didn't have a prom or graduation. But you don't hear the class of 21 complaining about how we didn't even have a senior year. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, okay. But I think another thing that I didn't, like, take into consideration or realize, like, how much it had an effect and impact on my life is the physical aspects of actually being in a classroom. You feel me? Like, there is so much that you have to worry about. When I tell you, my first, like, two months of college last year, I was so physically tired because I haven't had to actually go into a classroom, sit in the classroom, make myself pay attention for two years I didn't have to you know worry about walking upstairs I didn't have to worry about getting on an elevator I didn't have to worry about walking to class I didn't have to worry about physically sitting in the class I didn't have to worry about maybe I should have maybe I should have ate something before class maybe I should have drank some water some before class because some professors don't want you eating or drinking in the class you know maybe I should have worn a jacket because I'm kind of cold maybe I shouldn't have worn this jacket or maybe I shouldn't have worn this long sleeve shirt and pants because now I'm hot There were so many like sensory aspects that I forgot went into a actual classroom because we were virtual for so long and trying to get acclimated and back into that routine of a classroom. It may sound like I'm being overdramatic, but I feel like other people can agree with me here that that was hard. It was hard because this was something that that nobody ever had to deal with. You feel me? (sighs) Now, I just wanted to get that out of the way. I feel like I had to, (laughs) I feel like I had to say that if it was on my chest, I'm going to get it off of it. (laughs) But as far as like 
in the same sense of trying to get like adjusted to college and stuff again trying to get adjusted to college and how things work in college was also a struggle of mine or like a realization that I had one of the most important things that I learned is the importance of your schedule in high school right you were just given a schedule like yeah you could probably pick a few classes that you wanted to take you know you could pick if you wanted to take um I don't know statistics over algebra like I don't I don't even remember but I know that you had some type of like choice at least once in high school for the classes you wanted to take and you know you had to show up at a certain time you stayed through the entire day you had lunch and you left at a certain time that's just what was given to you right college that wasn't the case you made your entire schedule and my first semester of college I was just picking classes like yeah I was trying to make a good schedule but I really was picking classes thinking that it would be the same not the same as high school but thinking that oh I took like seven classes in high school back to back I should be able to take three classes back to back like what three is nothing boy was I wrong I was so wrong first semester I took six classes and if you're coming into college or if you're about to go to college for the first time don't take don't don't do what I did and take six classes your first semester don't take more than 15 credits your first semester because babe let me tell you that it's not like high school it's not like high school at all classes are paced so much faster than high school and some of the stuff that I'm saying right now people are probably listening like yeah duh Cheyenne like what did you expect I don't know what to expect I had zero expectations so I didn't like I said I had zero idea what to expect but classes are definitely much more fast-paced in high school it's literally just a teacher nine times out of ten it's a teacher depending on what class it is it's a teacher going up in the front of the classroom going through like either a slideshow or having a lecture and that's it there is no comprehension time there is no ask me questions and we can just review whatever you don't understand in the class there is no designated time for homework and homework help in class it's none of that it's a teacher talking for like an hour or however long your class is and then you leave and that's it you're not even required to say like you're not required to do anything and I think that was the biggest like eye-opener for me when I actually started going into class because you are responsible for everything you're responsible for everything regardless whether you know you went away or whether you stayed home you were responsible for everything but I think the biggest eye-opener was how responsible I am for my own academics it didn't click into my head until like the fourth month of the semester that I'm responsible for making sure that I learn the material because in college, those teachers are not responsible for making sure you understand what's going on. They are there for their check, and that's it. They don't. It's not their job to make sure that you pass. They're not going to get fired if most of their class is failing because there are professors who gush and rave about the fact that students fail their class all the time. So they could care less if you pass the class or not. I just think that the importance of building my schedule really helped me understand when I was supposed to do the work kind of like what I was talking about with virtual learning like I wasn't sure when I was supposed to start homework because you know I was so used to just going to school and coming home and when I came home that was the time for me to do my homework but it was like oh I'm in college now 
I can do this any at any time of the day. What do you mean I'm what do you mean I'm supposed to just do it on my own? What do you mean I don't just have three hours left of the night and that's when I'm supposed to do my homework because I just came back from a track meet? Like, what are you talking about? <sighs> but with that, when you build your schedule, it's really what I realized is that it's really important to understand what type of person you are. And I'm kind of jumping the gun a little bit because I am going to talk about like personal growth and what it meant to actually understand what works for me. But when you build your schedule, you really understand when your most productive hours are like for example um my first semester of college right I believe I had classes from nine to I had a I had a class from like nine and nine fifty I had a like an hour break and then I had classes I had two more classes that day from 11 to like one or two I believe then I had another break and then I had another class like around like four o'clock I think so don't even don't ever set your schedule like that that was so dumb of me don't ever set up your schedule like that that was so stupid but when my schedule was like that I found myself trying to understand like when am I supposed to do this work and that's why time blocking was so important I remember having conversations with either people who were like two or three years into their college um, career or either they were done with college and I would tell them like oh my god I don't know when I'm supposed to do my work I'm all over the place blah 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 and they were like time blocking you should time block and I didn't ask what time blocking was but I heard everyone saying it and I was like okay time blocking must be the rave it must be the new thing it must be what all the girlies are doing so I remember looking on YouTube and I'm like what is time blocking and all of the videos didn't make sense to me like Something about it did not make sense to me until I actually did it and I understood, oh, uh, you have to actually set a certain time where you're supposed to do all of your notes and your assigned readings and your homework and your studying. You don't just do this in the classroom. Like, <laughs> there was so much. There was so much for me to learn. And looking back on first semester Cheyenne, I don't even know how I made it. I don't even know how I did it because I really was just I was just like testing my luck on so much stuff. I was just testing my luck. So also with time blocking, another thing that I realized with my academics during my first year is how much work you have to actually put in to yield results. When I say that, I mean actually studying, actually taking notes, actually setting aside the time to do your work, actually like giving yourself however long you need for me, my like sweet spot was like three hours of work with like breaks in between. I was able to get enough work, um, enough of like homework done, enough of slight studying done and enough of the assigned readings done in like three hours. If I was if I was handling like two classes that day. Right. Three hours was my sweet spot. But. It really took it, it took a lot out of me to actually sit down and be honest with myself and say, hey, you need three hours to do this. Because looking at it, three hours seems like a long time to just be sitting there doing work. Like, it felt like tedious work. Like, you know, reading this, answering these questions, studying, highlighting, rereading the stuff that you study. Like, it was just so much stuff going on. I felt like that's way too long. But once I got used to working about three hours, sometimes at most, four and a half hours a day doing work 
it was tiring. I'm not going to lie, but that's how much work you have to put in to actually year results, at least for me. I, I feel like, I don't know, I think most college students can, like, agree that if you're trying to do something, if you're trying to do all your work in less than two hours, you're not going to be successful because it's a lot that goes into classes, especially with how many classes that you're going to end up taking. I realized that I had to make a lot of sacrifices. Now, me personally, I love going out. <laughs> I love doing stuff. It doesn't matter what we're doing. If somebody texts me like, we're going to go to McDonald's, I'm coming with you. Like, I got so used to like going out with friends, going to, you know, restaurants, going out to just going out to places. I got so used to doing that. And this was more, I started realizing this more so my second year, not second year. Oh, that's crazy. My second semester, I realized this a lot more because like I said, my first semester, I was still just trying to figure everything out. I kind of was just doing everything blindly. But then once that semester was over, I kind of had that month of winter break to sit and realize like okay I need to do this this is what I need to do in order to you know get good grades and be on top of my stuff and know what I need to study it's just like I had a reflection point which made me realize like what I need to do for a second semester so second semester came along and I was doing all this work and everything that I was doing was working for me like I realized this is such a better what's the word I'm looking for schedule not schedule process I'm going to just use process. I realized, hey, this is such a better process for me to do my work, for me to, you know, sit, set aside like three hours or almost four hours a day doing the work that I need to do, doing the study I need to do, being able to, you know, actually go to the classes, have breaks in between and also just take care of myself. I realized, hey, this process works for me. And while I was realizing that this process works for me, I started to realize that I wasn't talking to, you know, my friends as much. I wasn't being as social. I wasn't going out as much. And for a second, not a second, probably like a month, if I'm being honest, for like a month, I started to get like kind of sad. I'm not going to lie because I was like, dang, I'm not ta- I'm not doing the stuff that I used to do because I am so wrapped up in school. And I had a moment where I was like, you know, am I putting school over my friends? Am I being so productive that I'm forgetting about my friendships and relationships? And I think a lot of college students can relate to that, like especially the college students who have moved away from like, you know, their friends or they've moved away from their family, like they're in another state and not even just being in another state. But if you're like hours away, even in your own state, it is hard to maintain friendships and relationships outside of like your college friendships and relationships because there's it's simply so much work that you have to put in in order to be successful in college you feel me and you know I would see my friends going out or they would ask me like hey you trying to come here you trying to do that and I'd have to say no all the time it really did make me sad it made me sad I'm kind of getting more into like the mental struggles so I'm gonna like just put a pin in this conversation here but yeah that was a hard part too now the last thing that I really want to highlight as far as talking about like academics in this section is the importance of professor student relationships. Now you are going to run into professors who want to be mean, who want to make your life hard, who wants to make the class hard. You're going to run into those professors. I haven't run into any of them yet. Knock on wood, (laughs) but 
so far most of my professors have been really cool but I have heard some professor horror stories I've heard about some professors who've been mean and rude just for no reason and it sucks but when you do find a teacher that's not like that it is so important to actually build a relationship and just the just a nice conversation a conversation can take you such a far away when it comes to professors because they genuinely are there to help you that's their point I know I was just saying I know like a few minutes ago I was just saying like professors are only there to like get a check and they don't care about you know if you pass the class or not blah blah blah. that is true but if you at least try to have a relationship with your professor or you at least try to talk to them it'll help you so much in the long run so so much so as far as building a connection with your professor I know social anxiety can take the best out of people trust me I know I used to struggle with like talking to strangers and stuff in public I've gotten a lot better now but I understand the struggle I understand how frightening it can be actually trying to talk to people trust me but once you actually make the effort to look like you're interested in their class or look like you're really trying in their class or at least try to talk to them engage with them during class participate they're gonna see that and they're gonna notice that and they're gonna be a lot more lenient and understanding if you try to make that effort you feel me? Instead of just somebody coming into class, putting their head down, not paying attention, and then later on down the line, if you need an extension on like an essay or you need help with something, who do you think they're going to want to help more? The student who seems like they don't care about the class or the student who's actually trying? You understand what I'm saying here? Like, but I think that it's really important that you at least try to make an effort, right? Even if the class is the most boring class ever, Ask questions. Ask questions that you know the answer to. I've done, (laughs) pro tip, I've done that a couple times. I have asked questions after class that I already knew the answer to just to try to build that relationship with the teacher, just to try to make it seem like I was genuinely engaged with the class. I'm not going to go with you, but just to give off that vibe that I'm actually caring about my classes. And I am caring about my classes. I do care about, you know, what I get. I do care about my grades etc etc but you know just making that effort will take you such a long way so a lot of my professors from um, my first year you know I've reached out to them because you know I had I had some situations going on in my family like around the last few weeks of the um year and you know I reached out to them and I was just like hey you know could I get an extension blah blah this is what happened now because of my situation more than likely they would have given me extensions anyways you feel me but they were so understanding they were so nice they were telling me like you know you've been a great student even if you don't want to do these assignments you don't have to simply because you have been such a good student and because I've seen the work that you've put in that'll take you so far and it's so nice to know that the stuff that you're doing is actually granting you a reward you're actually doing something and you're actually seeing you know, the, what's the word? Oh my God. Is it reaping what you sow? Is that the, y'all know what I'm trying to say here, (laughs) but building a relationship really helps you in college, really helps with your academics. And it really, it just makes the class more enjoyable, but that's all I have to say on academics. I feel like I talked enough about, you know, getting adjusted with college, how much work you have to put in, professor, student relationships, et cetera, et cetera. Even though the academic part of college was hard this year, definitely, I think the hardest part about my first year was 
keeping my mental right and like the mental struggles that I experienced my first year. So anyone who knows me knows that I'm really an open book when it comes to, you know, keeping your mental health right or either having like problems keeping your mental health right. Regardless, I think that, you know, everyone should have an open and honest conversation about what they're going through or what they may need help with or what they may have improved from. And I think a lot of college kids can relate to. I think we can all relate to how abrupt everything came like how fast everything started coming as far as you know like mental as far as the mental part of college and like the psychological change and everything like that with college so with me um during my first semester I really started to like doubt my intelligence and my self-esteem with like my intelligence went down like (laughs) it went down I promise you like in high school I think that I valued my intelligence so much and not so much as not so much as like you know am I understanding the material and am I like comprehending everything I need to comprehend but I think I just put a whole lot of value on what my grade was um I tried to act like I didn't really care about grades in high school. I was like, oh, it doesn't matter. Like, grades grades don't measure intelligence, and it's okay. But, like, when it came to me, I didn't believe that about myself. I was able to tell people that, like, grades don't matter. You know, grades aren't a, um, what is it? Like, they're not a factor of your intelligence, and they don't scale your intelligence, something like that. You know what people try to say. I believe that for other people, but I didn't believe that about myself. That goes with a lot of things that I believe about other people and myself, like body confidence and talking kindly to yourself and all of that. I still struggle with that, but I'm getting a little bit better. But in high school, I put so much worth into what my grades were. You feel me? If I had like a C, I was losing my mind. And something that in hindsight, something that college taught me was that having a C in a class is an accomplishment like that is an accomplishment that is so that is an accomplishment if you were like struggling in a class in a college class you got a c i'd be jumping for joy right now (laughs) like i honestly would but anyway kind of i kind of shifted a little bit but in high school i measure my intelligence with my grades so when i was coming into college i started questioning like am i smart enough to do this like Am I genuinely intelligent enough? Do I have the intellect to pursue a degree and to have a career in the field that I want to go to? You know, I really started questioning that. And the reason why I started questioning that was because it was such a shift from high school to college. Like I was talking about earlier, you know, trying to do everything yourself, needing to like teach yourself the material um do your own notes do your own studying etc etc it's like yeah you have these outside sources like tutoring and stuff that can help you but at the end of the day it really is up to you to make sure that you understand the material nobody else is going to make sure that you understand it besides yourself so with my eyes open to that idea and you know it was harder for me to comprehend the work it was harder for me to actually grasp the work it was hard for me to do the work. Like it was hard for me to actually like sit back and be challenged when it came to schoolwork. That sounds, 
I swear to God, that sounds like so, that sounds like I just thought that I was so smart in high school and I was just doing amazing in high school. But for me, high school wasn't that hard. I've said that before. And um, a lot of people can agree that high school wasn't hard. You literally, honestly, all you have to do is just show up and you like passed, basically, in my high school at least. So it wasn't really that hard. But when I came to college, I definitely had a rude awakening and I was taught that, um, babe, you're not that smart. <laughs> you're not that smart to just not study for a test and think that you can go in and do it just based off of what the lecture was in class you know you're not smart enough to just not do any type of studying or reading like out like reading outside of class and taking your own notes aside from the notes that you know you probably took in class you're not that smart to just sit inside of a lecture for an hour and then do a test on everything you're not that smart and that was hard for me to come to because, like I said, I got so used to being in the mode. I got so used to going through the past four years of just coming to class, paying attention to class, and then being able to do good on the homework and the quizzes and the tests and stuff like that. So, yeah, I really started to doubt my intelligence. And I really started to think, like, dang, I just don't think I'm smart enough for college. I don't think I'm going to make it. Like, <laughs> I genuinely start, I genuinely was thinking like that the first semester. Second semester... I didn't think about that as much because, you know, I finally realized this is everything I have to do in order to do this. And like the thought of my intelligence and how I wasn't smart enough, that definitely went away. I was just like, oh, yeah, you're smart. You just don't have any work ethic. <laughs> like you just don't have work ethic right now. So, yeah, I dealt I, I dealt with doubting my intelligence in everything. So something else that I experienced throughout my entire first year, not just the first semester, but even the second semester was being overwhelmed with the work now like I said before the amount of work that I got in college it wasn't that much different than the amount of work I got in high school it was just the content of the work and how much I had to actually do like how much I had to actually apply myself to do it right and I got really overwhelmed with that like it'll be days where I would just sit and wait to the last minute to do my work, not because I was procrastinating, not because I felt like I was never going to get it done, but because I knew that if I tried to do it, I wouldn't get it done because I would just get, I would get so overwhelmed with it that I would just start freaking out when I opened up the computer screen. Like that's coming from the heart. <laughs> I'm so serious about that. Like it would be days where I would literally wait until like 10 o'clock at night to get assignments done that were like due at 12 because I knew that I had to force myself to do it within that time period because if I was to do it like earlier in the day I would just freak out and I would get overwhelmed and I just would end up not doing it like at all and I would just rather it go missing than to actually do it so I would just make myself do it at the very last minute so I had no other option but to turn it in and you know I feel like being overwhelmed is a normal feeling. A lot of the feelings that I'm talking about are normal everyday feelings that people are going to feel, even if they're in the most tip-top mental health shape. But it becomes a problem when, like I said, when I was explaining, like I get so overwhelmed that I couldn't even do the work. Or people get so anxious that they don't even get out of bed because they're scared about what can happen if they walk outside of their door. Like, you know, that's when it becomes a problem. So definitely me getting overwhelmed with my work was a huge it was a huge it was a huge thing that I had to get over it was a huge 
roadblock that I had to just drive straight through because if I didn't then I probably would have done terribly both of my semesters so definitely being overwhelmed and having a lot of anxiety when it came to doing the work that was a huge thing for me my first year so another thing that I want to talk about is overproductivity and how negative that can become um a lot of the time you see people saying like <laughs> this is something I had this is something that I've had to deal with since high school right you'll see people saying like I've, I've seen tweets that be like people would be like bro I hate school but then they come out with all A's in 4.0 yeah because those people have the hardest time actually maintaining that me being those people um I fell into the trap of overproductivity I'm gonna say my second semester I fell into this because like I said I was much more aware of the work that I had to put in and what I had to do in order to maintain you know good grades and stuff like that so I fell into the trap of overproductivity meaning that I would just go hours upon hours of doing work and trying to get my to-do list done and doing this and doing that and, you know, making sure I got my project done, making sure that every essay I do is in tip-top shape, making sure that each assignment I do, I'm putting 110% into it. And it's like, it sounds, that sounds nice. You know, it sounds nice, but it's not nice when you're doing that so much that you forget to take care of yourself. You know, you, you feel me like, sure getting all of your work done and getting everything checked off on your to-do list is cool but when you start equating the stuff that you have done with self-worth that's a scary thing to go through and I went through that like for example it was I'm gonna say it was a week I think like in February yeah it was a week in February and it was like the worst week ever like as far as overproductivity, what I'm talking about, because I remember I woke up one morning, right? I don't think I've ever told nobody the story. I probably have told somebody the story. I can't remember because so much has happened since then, but I don't think I ever told nobody this. So it was one week in February where I forgot. Okay. I woke up. It was Monday, right? And usually I don't like eat breakfast in the mornings because my stomach in like morning time is just weird. I don't know, but I didn't eat breakfast that morning. And I didn't drink water that morning, right? And not drinking water for me is is kind of crazy because I drink water all the time. <laughs> so I got up, went straight to class, went through class. And then I went to Starbucks because I always go to Starbucks to get my work done. Usually I get something to drink or eat, but I was so focused on what I had to get done in that in that like hour time allotted that I had between my break that I didn't get anything to drink and I didn't get anything to eat. So I did everything I needed to do within that hour. Like, I think I did, like, an assignment or something, right? Because I was so focused on getting what I need to get done and doing this and doing that and doing that. Then I went to my next class. Went through the whole next class. Still, I haven't eaten anything. Didn't drink anything. So then, I came home. And usually, when I come home, I give myself, like, an hour or two hours to simply not do anything before I get my work started. I didn't do that none this none that day. None that week too, but none this day. I didn't do that that day. I went straight into doing my work. Still, haven't drank no water or eaten anything. And at this point, it has been like, let me see, my first class was at 10 o'clock. So, 
from 10 all the way to probably like 3, I didn't have anything to eat or drink, right? And that's not healthy. So then, like I said, I came home, went straight to work, did work for like almost three hours because like I said, that was the time I allotted myself to do the work, time blocking, you feel me, et cetera, et cetera. I didn't eat or drink anything until like six o'clock that, no, until like six or seven o'clock that day. And that is not normal for me. And that process, that, that happened on a Monday, right? A Monday of that week. I followed that same process for the whole week. Like I drank water, but I was not eating enough because I was so hyper-focused on I got to get this done. I got to get that done. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to make sure I check this off my to-do list. I got to make sure I do this. I got to make sure I email that. Like, that's how my mind sounded because I was so wrapped up in overproductivity and I was just so wrapped up in seeing like, you know, oh, 100%. Oh, you got an A on this. Oh, you got a 90 on this. Oh, you got an 87 on this. I was so wrapped up in seeing that notification pop up on my phone and I fell into that trap and I did not care about my, I didn't care about my mental health. I didn't care about, you know, keeping a routine. I didn't care about caring for myself. I didn't care about being gentle and kind to myself because I got so wrapped up in overproductivity. And the thing that made me the most upset with that is that when I told people this, like, dang, college is really hard. People would be like, oh, but you have A's right now. How is it so hard and you have A's? How is it that you don't like school, but you have A's right now? What? (laughs) What? I just think it's so important that we don't judge people when we say that something is hard just because on the outside, it looks like we're doing a good job. That goes for everything, not just for grades. It goes for, you know, people who seem happy when they finally, like the funny friend. When the funny friend comes and tells you that they're having a rough time, you just think that they're lying because they always seem happy let's not do that you know but um I've definitely gotten a lot better since then I don't do that anymore but that was definitely something I went through and I know that a lot of people a lot of people that I know who are in college deal with that too like just equating their self-worth to the next grade that they get and trying to just bury themselves in work and in productivity because they feel like that's what they're supposed to be doing that they end up forgetting about themselves and taking care of themselves that's not healthy and so many college students go through that and I went through that and that was the worst week of school ever like the worst week of school in February but once February ended I realized hey I can't do that I can't be doing stuff like that (laughs) but um no need to worry about me now I probably will never ever do that again because I've grown a lot from that situation and um yeah college man (laughs) college is crazy makes people do crazy things so the last thing that I found myself doing um, through my first year of college was I was trying to compare myself to my high school self. And, you know, I touched on this a little bit when it came to doubting my intelligence, but I was I was comparing myself to my high school self on all aspects. Like, I'm aware that I have grown a lot since high school and you all have been able to see this journey. And I think a lot of people can relate to the fact that they have grown a lot since high school like they may not do the same stuff they don't hang out with the same people etc etc but I was comparing myself to high school Cheyenne so much on a lot of different aspects one aspect was I was comparing my weight to my high school weight because since high school I have gained weight and a lot of people do and 
I, for some reason, I thought that it was just so terrible that I've gained so much weight since high school and I don't look the same since high school. You can tell I've gained weight since high school and I just threw myself away because I was doing track and volleyball and I was so active in high school. Now I'm not. Who cares? Literally, who cares? One, when I was in high school, I was a growing, developing little girl. I was like, how how can I compare my 19, my 18, 19 year old body to my body when I was 14? That was four years ago. Of course, you're going to change. <laughs> like, and that goes for all people. Like, if you've lost a lot of weight since high school, if you've gained a lot of weight since high school, your body's going to change because you're a growing person. You were a growing boy or girl or whatever you identify as you were growing. So, of course, your body isn't going to be the same. Like, what? So I had to deal with that. And I'm still I, I've gotten much better from that. But yeah. Another thing was I was comparing how active I was in high school. I was comparing myself to high school with all the clubs I used to do. I did a whole lot of clubs in high school, and I'm not going to sit and name all of them off. You can go check out Life After High School if you really, if you're dying to know what clubs I was in, I doubt it. But if you want to, go check that out. <laughs> um, I was in so many clubs. I was in so many after school activities. And in college, I realized that I was in none. I have, I'm not in any clubs. Right now, I'm in the Green Club, and I just joined that club like a few weeks, like a few months ago. But I thought that I was not doing something right, and that I'm not a good student because I'm not as involved in student life. But it's like, bro, there is so much stuff. There's so much stuff going on in my head and in college, and me just getting used to college. Why am I worried about joining a club right now? Why am I trying to compare myself to me in high school when high school was undoubtedly easier than college? Why am I doing that to myself? So I was comparing myself with that. I also was comparing myself with high school based off of how many friends I had. Now, I was not a I was not no clout God in high school. Right. But (laughs) I definitely had like a lot more friends. I was much more social. And then when I came to college, I realized, dang, I don't have a lot of college friends like I just go to class and I come home. I don't talk to anyone in my classes or nothing. And I was like, dang, am I am I a loser? <laughs> I was like, dang, am I a loser? Do, do people not like me? Like, what's going on? But what I had to realize is that I'm thinking what other people are thinking too. Like, if I'm thinking like, dang, I don't have any friends, more than likely other people are thinking that as well. People would just come into class and leave immediately. So, of course, you're not going to make any friends like that. And friends wasn't really, like, that high on my to-do list. But, you know, I I thought about it, obviously. But, yeah, a whole lot of mental changes and struggles are going to happen in college. And it definitely happened with my first year. I was not expecting all of that, but it happened. All right. So, introduce yourself. So, I'm Tashonda. Um... (laughs) (laughs) Look at you, Introduce yourself. Who are you? So I'm Tashonda. Um, I'm Cheyenne's best friend, if you didn't know. Yeah. Um, I go to Aurora University and I major in nursing. And it's a PWI. It's about an hour from where we live. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah. What made you decide nursing? Um, For the most part, I think it was like, I always knew I wanted to go into the medical field. But like, I knew once I got to like my junior year of high school that I really hated school. So mm-hmm. I didn't want to do eight years. <laughs> Facts. And then still not be nothing. Like not to say the doctors don't mean nothing once they graduate, but like 
I I wanted to start my career a lot earlier. Like immediately. With, yeah, with yeah. less school. And then just overall, I don't think I would like the stress of being a doctor as much. And like I would like to focus on like, you know, the compassion and care. Right. So when you first moved into Aurora or like even made the decision to go away for four years, how did you like approach living with strangers? Or how was just moving away from home for you? Um, for me, I think like it was definitely it wasn't what I expected. I expected it to be something smooth and easy. I was mm-hmm. always like, Oh, I wanna move out, I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. Then I got there and like I was just sitting in my room by myself. Not even talking to my room, <laughs> crying because like, uh, I missed my friends. Like, uh, what do you do now? Um, so since the beginning of the year, I definitely uh changed roommates. But mm-hmm. We won't talk about that. But um, it's like over the course of the year, it did kind of force me to be more social. I ended up making friends mm-hmm. rather than like staying to myself as much and being so isolated. And like the one thing that did change from my first and second semester, like, I know a lot of people say, don't move in with friends, don't move mm-hmm. in with friends, but after me, my first roommate didn't work out, I moved two of my friends in, and that was probably the best decision I made out of my freshman year. It went great. Would you say, like, if you had, let's say you had another roommate that was also a stranger, like, this, like, your first roommate wasn't your first roommate, and you had somebody completely different, do you think, like, do you think you probably would have enjoyed having a roommate more, or... Was it just a factor of, like, I don't know this person, and it's hard to get to know this person, just with anybody? I think that, for me, would be a thing, but it also really depends on the person, because, like, mm-hmm. my roommate was, like, she would talk to me, we, like, she was more social than me, like, but she used to have problems with the fact that, like, I didn't want to talk all the time, mm-hmm. but I'm not super social, so it's, like, I wake up in the morning, it's 7.30, and you're trying to talk to me, and I right. I don't, I haven't even wiped the crust out of my eyes, <laughs> right. and now you're mad, but yeah. it's, like, with more social people, I feel like it would have been a lot better. You're doing amazing. Thanks. So, <laughs> so as far as making friends, like, was that was that something that was hard for you to do, like, when you first got there? Because I know I see a lot of people, like, on Instagram and stuff like that, and they're, and they're coming to college already with friend groups. They already got groups of people. Like, how was that? Was that, like, frightening? Like, how did you navigate that? It wasn't frightening, per se, but, uh, you know, I was crying. I was calling you crying, like, every other day. Like, bro, everybody already has friends. But it was definitely something for me. And it was, it took me out of my comfort zone a lot because it was like, you know, I could speak to somebody one day, like a little short exchange or like on social media, because a lot of people were connecting on social media before, but Mm -hmm. every friend I made did not stay on campus. So it was like, I had nobody to hang with. And then everybody's like, oh, if you see a group sitting together, just go sit down with them. No. Like, bro, what? No. (laughs) What do you mean? Like, I'm not doing that. So it was definitely something. Like, the first two weeks, I sat in my room and did not talk to anybody. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I did not even, I went to class and that was it. I didn't even know where the dining hall was. I was not. (laughs) So it wasn't eating? (laughs) I was eating rice crispy treats. (laughs) I remember remember you. And I remember you had called me. You was like. It's like my stomach hurt. And I was like, why? He was like, because I ate all these Rice Krispies. Did you eat anything else? You're like, no. I'm like, what? Oh, my God. So as far as, like, dorm life, well, first of all, with your dorm, like, I see a lot of people, they, like, try to make a big deal. I like their dorm. They want to decorate. They want this. They want that. But, like, what would you say is, like, the most important part of just, like, living in a different space that you weren't used to living in before? I feel like overall like yes definitely decorate make it your own because you're right. like, like it's it's literally like a prison high class prison yes that's <laughs> literally. literally what i was gonna say it's like 
not a dusty, dirty. Well, at least for my school, because some yeah. people was dealing with yeah, trenches <laughs> conditions. Some people but, was dealing with crazy things. But but like I feel like the major things that I would say before you focus on trying to like decorate, get your like essentials. Like you need a mattress. Mm. I, I was just trying to ask like what's some top what's some top yeah. five things you um, need coming into a dorm. I definitely would say, for one, a mattress topper. Those beds are uncomfortable. <laughs> definitely shower shoes if you have communal, even if you have your own bathroom. Still, like, right. It, it's just the principle. Like, they're dirty. They don't, it, it's just nasty. Right. And um, I would say, for one, you want to make sure you have, like, certain things to, like, organize and store your stuff. Because one thing for me, like, I did not move in with a lot of stuff. I moved in, like, one one car and then like the trunk of another mm-hmm. and i came home in a truck and still did not have space for all my stuff <laughs> like you will accumulate so much stuff over the course of any year in college so it's like you definitely want to have the ability to like store your stuff and then like you know just the stuff that you use from day to day like a lot of things that i feel like i had i wish i would have bought in like higher quantities so i wouldn't have mm-hmm. to keep shopping um once i got there well like like, like, laundry like essential stuff, stuff? Yes. yes. Like, like home like stuff. Like laundry stuff. I never knew how much that stuff cost until I got okay. to school. I was buying it myself. <laughs> there is no reason. Okay, so, <laughs> so I remember you telling me about like some crazy stuff that you like seen in a hallway or something. What was like the cra- What was like the craziest? What was like the craziest dorm hallway experience <laughs> that you have had? Oh my god! I think. I can't think of everything off the top of my my head right now, but I think the one the like craziest. I just stuttered so hard. One of the craziest <laughs> okay. things that like, I that. seen at the end of the semester, there was like a condom on the floor. <laughs> and somebody this. somebody came and knocked on the door. and was like, um, there's a condom on the floor. And I was like, okay. And he was like, is it yours? I was like, why would I have? A, I don't. I, do you not see? Even, not to say that you should assume my gender, but do you see? <laughs> do, you see? do you think that is mine? And I was like, so is it used? And he was like, I don't know. And then he like got on the floor to examine closer. And I was just like, All wait, right. did he pick it up no, or was it just outside your I was like, don't okay. touch that. That's like, you nasty, know men. Bro. Men are, they're little kids. Yeah, no, we're men. <laughs> no, but why knock on your door? Like, was you, like, what, was you the only door that was knocked on? Or did he I ask everybody like, else? It was, well, we weren't, I wasn't in my room, okay. but I was upstairs. So like, that's just how the boys do. That's crazy. Why would he assume that you were the only female on the, on the male floor? Like, what is that? What are you talking about? <laughs> what do you mean by that? So, all these factors that we just explained, like, because essentially we're in college for academics. We're in college to, like, learn and whatever, whatever. Ooh, like, to learn. <laughs> but, like, how would you say that all those effects, not effects, oh, my God, how are those factors, like, you know, adjusting to living to strangers, dorm life, making friends, how would you say that impacted your academics or just academics overall? Um, I definitely would say, like, overall, like, college, you know, is not just the matter of going to get your work done. Right. Right. Like, you have other things. It's so much. And mentally, it can take a toll on you or mentally can, like, really cultivate you. But for me personally, I would say, like, there were times that, like, being there, adjusting to, like, other people, it did kind of, like, get distracting when it came to, like, certain, like, conflicts that were going on. Like, mm-hmm. you could tell what was going on in my life at the time <laughs> just by looking at my grades. But, like, overall, I would feel like anybody, you just kind of have to know what you're going to be doing. Like, you have to come mm-hmm. in with a plan. Like, yeah. me, I had no plan for anything. I just knew I was oh, just like, I'm going to do this. I'm going right. to do that. 
and I did not do this or that. So, uh, yeah, like, overall, I would definitely say come in with, like, a really strong plan and, like, at the start of your semester mm. and really force yourself to get into the habit of sticking to that because if you don't have the discipline, not to say that you're not going to make it because I made it, but, like, if you it's going to be a lot harder. It's going right? to be a lot harder. So do you have what? – what's some advice that you have to anybody coming into a four-year, whether they're coming fresh out of high school, whether they're a transfer student? Like, what's your top-tier advice for college? Uh, I would say, for one – you want to make the most of your experience. Like, everybody mm. can say, like, you know, they hate a school or they love a school or, like, they hate college. College is a scam. But it's literally what you what make What you make it. it, right. Like, if you don't involve yourself in anything on campus, whether that's organizations, sports, or just events, like, you're not going to enjoy your time. Like, you could be hanging out with your friends. You can go to parties. I would definitely say go to whatever you can. Like, there's a lot of things on campus that are going to be free show up free mm. food free shirt once you in college anything because to, cause to be honest when you think about it, it's not really free because you, you, you paid for that you like, paid for the that. tuition is like at my school was like twenty six thousand a year right for twenty six thousand you think i'm not about to take advantage of everything there is take advantage of whatever you can get for free um go to the parties like even if you're not a party person like i personally am not one mm-hmm. but i definitely <laughs> boy we have <laughs> time left I definitely would say go, um, go to the events. Like you, you'll have more fun, even if you think they're lame. Right? I have been to some of the lamest things on my campus, mm-hmm. but with the right people, they were just so fun. So I would say, make the most of your experience, but also you have to keep a focus. Like I said, discipline is super important if you want to succeed. And then, like on top of that, use the resources, mm-hmm. like. A lot of campuses have, like, psychologists, and that's available for free, or, like, medical help, or just other resources, like tutoring. Right, definitely tutoring. Like, you definitely are going to want to use that, because I feel like, for me, personally, I didn't go to any, like, the mentors. I didn't go to tutoring, like, my first semester, but second semester, I did, and, like, certain Mm -hmm. things that I was struggling with became a lot easier, and it's just, like, utilizing the resources. Like, you're paying for all of this anyway, so you might as well, but... Overall, when it comes to college, you have to focus on you. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, the social life, everything else is going on around you. It's really cool and all, but you have to focus on your mental health, whether that means like you have to cut people off or isolate yourself sometimes. Whatever you have to do for your mental health is what you need to do. Because right. if you're not mentally right, you're not going to want to do this right. school stuff. Then at the end of the day, you're going to lose focus on what you're actually there for. Like, yeah. some people, they decide to go to college just for the experience, and that's fine, whatever, if that's what you want to do. But if you're there to actually, like, make something out of yourself, like, career-wise, then not focusing on yourself can easily get it'll, that out of reach. Like, easily. Out, like, so bad. So it's like you want to focus on your mental health while also focusing on your school, like, it's okay. Everybody needs a break sometimes, but don't sit here and be like, oh, well, I'll do it next week. Okay, and then I next a- week comes and you don't do it. Okay, I like, need a break in it a month later. Then, you ain't getting nothing done. Then either you're just missing stuff or like you wait until the last minute and now you're stressed and crying up till six in the morning trying oh, to do an assignment that's due at two in the afternoon, right. like me. So it's just like you want to, you really have to just keep your focus. Like mm-hmm. it's all about you. And once you're like in college, 
you're not really an adult for real, but you're transitioning into that. Right. So it's like, yes, while people may care, like you have to realize once you get into the real world, they are not going to care if you are mentally feeling no Literally. So you have to really strengthen yourself. So yeah. Thank you for your time. Thank you for talking about your college experience, your first year. I hope that um <laughs> everything goes out goes well for What's you. Funny? <laughs> Is you cool? <laughs> well no, I hope everything goes well for you. Yeah, thank you for your time. I'm gang. Okay. If you have made it to the end of this episode, I just want to say thank you so, so, so much for tuning in to today's episode, Life During College, featuring Tashonda. This episode (laughs) was supposed to be out a minute ago, but like I said, things happen, things have happened in my life, Just, just a lot has been going on. So thank you all so much for being patient with me. Thank you all so much for still showing me the love and support, even though I haven't been posting anything. It really means the entire world to me. This is the season finale. This is the end of season one. Oh my goodness. I'm not going to get sentimental or emotional. I promise myself that. But this is the end of season one. The next episode that will be dropping is one uncut. But the uncut series is going to be an ongoing series. Regardless of how many seasons it is. Whatever I decide to do. Whatever my creative direction allows me to go in. The uncut series will still be there. But I think the next episode after this will be another uncut. And then that's going to be it for season one. Season two, be on the lookout for more guest features. I just wanted to try out something, try out something new with featuring Tashonda on this last episode, but expect guest features, expect collabs, expect different topics, expect a lot of new things, expect video podcasts coming up soon, coming soon. I thought it was going to be now, but you know, it's okay, coming soon. (laughs) But yeah, once again, I just want to thank you all so, so, so much for supporting me and the Vibe Hive, and it means a lot that people are able to find comfort and solitude just in my voice and my opinions and my stupid scenarios and when I jamble up my words all the time it means the absolute world to me if you haven't already make sure you check out all of my previous episodes of season one in total there are 18 episodes including this one all in season one so if you haven't catched up this will be the perfect time because I won't be dropping anything for a good little minute so Check out all of my previous episodes, and if you want to keep up to date with anything, any updates, anything, make sure you follow all of my socials. The Instagram is at the Vibe Hive, T-H-E-E-V-I-B-E-H-I-V-E, and my personal page is at Vibe Shy, two S's, two Y's with a dot in the middle. My Twitter is the exact same thing, at the Vibe Hive. We have a a Vibe Hive Instagram, not Instagram, we have a Vibe Hive Twitter now. So that's amazing. But go ahead and follow that. Check that out. The same thing as the Instagram at the Vibe Hive. And my personal Twitter is at Vibe Shy. Two S's, two Y's, just without the dot in the middle. Thank you all so, 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 so much. I need to have a so counter. Like, how many times I say so in the whole episode? <laughs> but thank you all so, so, so much. And I will see you all later, season two, at the Vibe Hive.